So marketing has never needed sales more, and frankly, sales people have never needed marketing more than they do today in this connected world when people can find out whatever they need to find out. Do they really need salespeople? On this episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast, we talk with Pam Didner, and we're going to talk about effective sales enablement, collaboration, getting marketing and sales together. Check it out. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jantz and my guest today is Pam Didner. She is a content marketer, author, speaker, and has a new book called Effective Sales Enablement, Achieve Sales Growth Through Collaborative Sales and Marketing. So Pam, thanks for joining me. My pleasure. And uh, you are based in Kansas City? I am in Kansas City, Missouri. How is the weather today? <laughs> it's beautiful today. Well, I don't know. It's actually summer's hanging on a little longer than I'd like it to. It's about 90 and humid. So oh, no. we're, we're, we're waiting for that first fall cool weather to break. It's coming. It's coming. All right. So let's define the term sales enablement. That's one of those terms that I bet you could get a whole bunch of people to just define it different ways. So what's your definition of sales enablement? Yeah. In general, if you talk to anybody in sales enablement world, um, they tend to define that it's related to uh, sales development and the sales training. So uh, for folks who are listening, if you actually look for sales enablement definition, it's usually related to um, uh, development and the training of a sales team. And my book was written from a marketer's perspective. Interesting enough, I was never a salesperson, but I have done uh, multiple different jobs that supporting indirect sales and also the sales team. And I feel that um, there are things that marketing can do to actually support sales. So the way I defined uh, sales and um, enablement for uh, the book, for my book, is to deliver a positive customer experience by equipping sales with knowledge, skills, processes, and tools through cross-functional collaborations, obviously that's between sales and marketing, in order to increase sales velocity, sales retention, and also productivity. It's a little bit long, but it's if you're thinking about the purchasing cycle in a continuum, obviously the time will pass the baton from the marketing to a sales team. At the end of the day, we want to make sure we deliver that seamless customer experience. That's interesting. I have a little history with this. I actually wrote a book called Duct Tape Selling that um, the subtitle is Think Like a Marketer, Sell Like a Superstar. So I was actually writing to salespeople saying, hey, you need to start acting more like marketers. So maybe a little bit similar. Here's what I kept hearing from people when I'd go out and speak about this. That's great, but sales and marketing have different goals, different priorities, different support systems. They're even compensated differently. That you know, that was the pushback of, hey, how do we get these guys together? So what have you found? How, how, how have you found? Because I'm sure you've heard that same thing. Yeah. So you are totally right that it's interesting enough that sales and marketing work in the same company. And they even have the same business goal, drive revenue. But uh, they always have some sort of a misalignment. And I think a lot of the misalignment has to do with two things. First one is long term versus short term. Right. If you talk about salespeople, they have to meet quota every single quarter. But if you talk to the marketers, they are building the brand awareness. Obviously, is much longer term beyond just one quarter. And another thing is um, the top of the funnel versus the bottom of the funnel. 
because the marketers tend to focus on the, the demand gen, especially in the, in the very beginning of the purchase funnel, and also building the brand awareness. Again, that's on the top of the funnel as well. But if you talk to a salespeople, they tend to focus, focus on the bottom of the funnel, right? They want to drive conversion. They want to drive the, the, the sales closure. So that also caused a little bit of the misalignment between the sales and marketing. And with these short-term versus long-term, top of the funnel versus bottom of the funnel priorities, that obviously have a huge impact on the resource and the budget allocation uh, when you move uh, down to a technical level. The way I see that both sales and marketing can work together is you need to find some sort of commonalities within the misalignment. And um, one of the great way to actually drive that is account-based marketing. Obviously, um, especially for the technology and the complex uh, sales, that there are specific accounts the salespeople go after. And account-based selling is nothing new. But what about working also with sales, uh, marketing people to uh, tailor and customize some of the marketing campaigns and outreach for a specific account? So that's just one example, if you will. It's looking for commonality within misalignments. I think that will be the first step to do. Okay, here's the, uh, the really tough question to get us both in trouble. Um, in that description and in the traditional sense, do we even need the sales function anymore then? Um, you know, that's actually a very good question. I still think sales function is absolutely necessary. And uh, I am a marketer. I never can qualify myself as a salesperson. And I think um, marketers need to think that the sales is just another marketing channel. And salespeople need to think that marketing is another hidden sales force. Does that make sense? They complement each other in a way. And um, I love supporting my salespeople when I was in the corporate world, but I don't think I can do their job. And uh, I still think that the sales people provide huge amount of value and to bring the revenue to actually the, to the company. I don't think marketing can actually take that 100%. So I used to always describe the difference between sales and marketing is that marketing controlled the message and sales typically controlled the client relationship um, and was much closer to the client. So how do, how do we get marketing closer to the client? Um, I think there are multiple ways to do that. But before I talk about that, uh, John, you brought a very good point. Traditionally, marketing tend to focus on messaging and sales focus on client relationship. With the rise of digital, especially in social media, don't you think that uh, marketing is actually doing some of the uh, customer services and also managing uh, the client relationship, right? Because you have to talk to uh, the customers and it's no longer just one-way communication, it's actually a two-way communication. So I actually see the modern marketers are taking on some of the uh, client relationship on its own naturally just because of digital technology. So that's one way I'm looking at. I'm looking at it. Not to mention the data that we now have. I mean, I think that the, you know, segmenting is better. Personalization of content is better. And so I think, I think all of those elements have to, I think a lot of people are missing the boat by not using those elements to get closer as well. Yes, you are totally right. And, uh, the leveraging data is actually a, a, a great um, competitive advantage, if you will. Unfortunately, to be honest with you, uh, my generation, probably along with yours, we kind of grew up with traditional uh, marketing. So 
data, looking at data day in and day out is not necessarily uh, traditional marketers do. And I have to intentionally learn and make an effort to do that. And I agree with you that something, especially probably for the millennials that coming to the workforce, that will come naturally to them. But at least for the existing uh, workforce that's currently um, in the marketing field, this is something that we still have to learn. Does that make sense? But I do agree with you 100%. What does today's, I mean, you know, I made my comment earlier about do we even need a sales function? And I, I agree with you. I was I was actually just opening that up for uh, so, so a lot of salespeople listening can say, well, how dare you? But uh but, yeah, but what what does this what does today's salesperson need from marketing though so that they are relevant? Um, I think there are multiple things that uh, the sales team need. Um, in the past, um, the, I, I think salespeople can be a superhero. Um, they can do a lot of uh, uh, client relationship, uh, accelerating the purchase funnel on their own. But in the current modern world, you can you need a team to support you. You cannot do anything on your own anymore if you think about it. I think the marketing team can be the back end to actually support the sales team. And there's multiple, multiple ways that uh, the marketing team can do, right? In addition to give them, give the salespeople MQL, which is marketing qualified leads, uh, marketing people have done email marketing inside, uh, inside out. They probably know how to optimize that. And I know a lot of salespeople do a mini email marketing campaigns on their own for their prospect. So getting the tips and tricks from the marketers doesn't hurt. And uh, social media, obviously, uh, marketing people are pretty much on the front of that. Again, tips and tricks and teaching uh, salespeople how to do that better doesn't hurt. Social selling is related to in terms of how to do uh, a research of your prospect on LinkedIn, on social media, and using the hashtag. And what else in keyword search? So how do you use keyword search? How do you use hashtag properly? Again, marketers can provide some help. On top of it, um, there's a lot of messaging or so even content that marketers create. And if you think about it and let's try to map the customer journey along with the sales uh, processes and also methodology, there may be some content on the marketing side that can also be used on the sales side. If it cannot be used, obviously it can be modified and customized in a certain way. So the content sharing between sales and uh, marketing is another way that marketing can contribute. And the last one, if you will, John, that a lot of the, the stuff that marketing people are doing can easily be part of a sales onboarding and sales training, how to do social uh, selling better, how to actually do research better online. All this can be part of the onboarding training and continuous training of the salespeople. So there are multiple ways that marketers can contribute. So I'm just sharing with you several examples. Now, one of the... Um one of the things that I've encountered in talking to a lot of salespeople over particularly the last five to seven years is that some of them got tired of waiting for the company or the company culture to shift um, and, and kind of bring sales and marketing together. And a lot of uh, very successful salespeople have said, I'm just going to go out and build my own reputation. I'm going to blog. I'm going to participate in social media. I'm going to get speaking at you know maybe regional conferences where my customers might be there. Um, it it sh should... In your opinion, should companies go as far as elevating their salespeople in in those uh, in those veins? You know, 
I think it's actually good, but there's a couple things I want to address. If you are actually in a, I would say, small business or mid-sized company, and um, that having salespeople speak and talk about the brand is probably not a bad thing, right? You want everybody to talk about uh, uh, your brand and also your product, and you become a brand ambassador or your company's ambassador to promote your products and services. However, in a bigger enterprises that uh, there are hundreds or thousands of sales force, and uh, they usually have a policy and also process in place uh, to do that. And you need to understand your corporate policy and make sure there's no code of conduct violations or whatnot, right? And if you actually go out and talk about your products, sometimes you have to use examples. And say, if you talk about specific account, well, the other accounts be mad that you didn't mention them. So there's always a fine line in terms of should you do that or not. My my recommendation is always look at your corporate policy and uh, check with your senior management, especially VP of sales. Some of them welcome that. Some of them feel that, you know what, you should not do that and you should use your time more effectively making calls. So, <laughs> you know, that's fine. Too. Those idiots in marketing aren't sending me any good leads. Yeah, this I can, is I can hear that, people screaming but, that oh, right now. You have a good point, John. <laughs> From my perspective, if that's the case, that should be a, a very uh, a honest conversation between the sales and marketing. And uh, at the end of the day, you got to have a come to Jesus meeting. You know what I'm saying? And uh, the market, uh, the salespeople needs to be very frank and say, I'm doing all this because you are not giving me stuff. And uh, now, you know, what can we do or what can you do and to actually help us out? So I think at the end of uh, at the end of the day, is a service level agreement that needs to be um, uh, finalized and also uh, communicated, and um, so sales uh, can do their jobs. But if they feel that being a brand ambassador or company's ambassador that can get them leads. I don't know. I mean, it may not be a bad thing. So, what do you think, John? I'm I'm a big fan of it, but I I do know that there it's you know it's like everything. It's fraught with uh, landmines as well, uh, yeah. p- potentially. Um, but, you know, with, when you've got shareholders and you know things to consider. But in the small business, which quite frankly, I have a lot of small business uh, owners as listeners, and you know, I think that they they should find ways to uh, you know if 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 I was considering making a purchase and the salesperson from one company was speaking at a conference I was attending and uh, the other people were just sending me brochures, I, you know, to me that would be a great competitive advantage. But again, it's it's you know it's probably individual considerations. I do agree. Yeah, and individual company considerations. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. So, you know, I've always said that uh, the one of the best sources of lead generation is happy customers. And a lot of companies are investing pretty significantly in customer experience and, and service. So how could a company uh, use that investment um, as a way to, to help sales? Um, you know, you talk, you, you're talking about the customer services, right? Uh, you're talking about post-sales. Specifically, I just want to be, you know, the kind of stuff that would generate raving fans and referrals and things like that. Yeah, I totally agree. The customer service or the post uh, sales uh, experience is incredibly critical. And this is uh, so true, so true for technology companies and um, or SaaS based products, because when you offer any kind of SaaS uh, SaaS based products, um, there's always a learning curve right, that the user has to go through to get familiar or get uh, competent and efficient uh, with your tools. So the post-sales um, is 
very critical in terms of getting cross sales and also up sales in the future. And fortunately, that uh, the customer service department um, is not necessarily part of the sales team or part of the marketing team. And they tend to be a team of its own. What I have come to realize, especially working um, in the marketing side of things, at the end of my uh, job in the corporate world, I got a chance to actually work with the customer service team because understanding what kind of questions they ask actually helped me to determine what kind of content I should create. Does that make sense? And um, we also feed that kind of information back to the product team. So when they create the next version or next generation of your products, some of the feature can be incorporated. Um, on top of it, some of the key learnings or the questions that was asked as a part of the customer service team, we try to feed into a sales team so they can get kind of like a firsthand uh, information and just give them a heads up um, that uh, when they implement certain tools, there's a couple glitches they may encounter and the salespeople can prep uh, their contacts. It's interesting that how customer service in the past tend to be a division of its own. Now, a lot of their, the data they collected, and John, you mentioned how important data is, that is feeding back to the marketing for the content creation, feeding back to the sales team to uh, improve uh, their client relationship and even the product development. So um, I think it's very critical to actually have that uh, relationship with the customer service team as a marketer. So if we are going to have effective sales enablement, uh, what does the new sales marketing service team look like? Does it, is it, does it have to fundamentally be changed in how we kind of structure that in organizations? You know, that's actually a good question. In the enterprise, it's almost impossible, right? You need to change your organizational structure and they, um, the sales marketing, the sales team and the marketing team will continue to actually have uh, their differences. I don't think we can overcome that like overnight per se. And um, the way I uh, recommend it in my book is you need to take some baby steps. If there's a huge or there's a big gap between the sales and marketing, is it possible you can find some sort of commonality and start it with the small initiatives? For example, second thing is if there's already some sort of misalignment, but can you make that alignment even uh, uh, closer and uh, and a drive a multiple different joint initiatives together? Um, I don't think the two circles will completely overlap. And um, that my I, my uh, recommendation is make an effort to align as much as possible, but be aware that uh, the sales and the marketing team always have different goals. But you know what? Get somebody from marketing and go get them in the car and go call on some accounts with them. Actually, I do agree with you. And that's that's one of my recommendations in terms of try to understand sales processes and sales methodology. It's a shadow of a, sales, uh, a salesperson for a day for, oh, for a week. If nothing else, they can get a sense of the pain of a salespeople or that, <laughs> that continuous rejections. But um, yes, it's very important to actually uh, try to understand um, uh, sales issues and concerns in, in order to better support them. Speaking with Pam Dinner, author of Effective Sales Enablement. So Pam, where can people find out more about you and your work and your book? Excellent questions. Um, you can always Google Pam Dittner, D-I-D-N-E-R. And I also have my own website, pamdinner.com. Just go there, check out. I blog and I also have a podcast, A 7-Minute Marketing with Pam. 
And the book, Effective Sales Enablement, will be launched on October 3rd in the UK and then October 23rd in the US. And you can obviously pre-order on Amazon. And the, the things I really want to share with your um, audience is that if you purchase my book and you read a book and you discover absolutely nothing, nothing useful in the book, schedule a call with me, more than happy to actually help you out. Tell me your challenges. I will see what I can do. Awesome. That's, uh, that's about as good a guarantee as you're going to get from an author. So, Pam, thanks for, for making that offer. And we will obviously have links to everything in the show notes when you check this out. So, Pam, thanks for joining us. Maybe we'll uh, catch up with you out there on the road sometime soon. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Uh-huh.